Podcast. We all deserve to be heard. We all deserve to express. We all deserve to speak magic through our words. So if there is some story that you are playing that stops that, your boundaries will be impacted by them. Because remember, you are the most powerful person in your reality. And if something in your relationship is not allowing you to flourish, then your boundaries are one of the tools that you can implement to remember where your power lies, to remember where your potential lies. Welcome, beautiful souls, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna with your host, Harrison Ma. I invite you on a mystical voyage from the intellect to the soul, delving deep into the mysteries of love's spiritual essence and its unfolding. This podcast celebrates the peeling back of heart layers, revealing profound lessons, interviews with spiritual seekers, and practices to open your heart to love's infinite wisdom. Good morning, evening, afternoon, magical beings. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to another solo sote with just me, your host, Harrison, and a loving spiritual emotional conversation today to pull back some heart layers and tap into the theme of today's chat setting healthy boundaries in your relationships today's conversation for all of your all of you tuning in for the first time today's intention is to give you 10 powerful practical spiritual and emotional tools tips practices mindset shifts to help you start creating healthy boundaries in your relationships, either relationships with romantic partners, friends, family members, etc. So I'm excited to share these with you today. As always, I have so much love to give and I hope you get so much value out of it. Before I get into it today, I just want to welcome all the people joining live on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. I see you there, Gabrielle. I see you there, my friend. I see all the people joining on the other platforms. If you want to join live on these podcasts, you can do that in a couple of different ways. You can join the Facebook community, either head over to uh, YouTube or LinkedIn, and please add your comments and questions as I flow today so I can add your voice into this conversation. If you're listening on the on the podcast player, please share this out with a friend, a family member, a lover that you feel it can support. Because when you do that, it expands the impact of this show. It also helps me pick other topics when you share it with other people. Helps me decide on what topics you need to hear, what you would like to hear. So either way, thank you for being here and let's get into this beautiful conversation. So these are 10 tools, mindset shifts, practices to help you start setting healthy boundaries in your beautiful relationships. And these are realizations, understandings that I've used either working with people, mentoring, coaching, or and or with myself, with my own relationships personally. And I'll share some of my own anecdotes as we flow through them out, flow through them today. And I share some of my own perspectives. So number one here, tool tip practice number one for setting healthy boundaries in your relationships is asking yourself the question before we even begin putting the boundaries up, we need to ask ourselves the question, where is my locus of power? Where is my locus of power? What does this mean? Your locus of power, put simply, is your relationship to your power, to your worth, to your value. If your locus of power in this relationship that you're looking to set boundaries with is external, i.e. is with this person, i.e. this person is in control of how valuable, how worthy, how powerful I feel, if that is the situation, in many ways, you could describe this as a codependent situation. If that is the environment, 
then the boundaries that you may or may not start to set will be very difficult to uphold. Why is that? Well, it's because there will be a tossing and turning and judging of oneself because there is a fear of loss. There is a fear of not being enough. There is a fear of not being valuable. There is a fear of not being worthy based off the choices you are making around the boundaries that you set with this person. So the solution here, the key here, is to change your locus of power from an external to an internal locus of power. Remembering that this relationship that you're in, your power in regards to it, your value, your worth, is not dependent on whether that relationship gives or does not give something. Your inherent worth, value, and power will always be based off your own determination, will always be based off your own innate value, power, and worth. So that is the first tip here, tool here, mindset, understanding. If we're looking to set healthy boundaries, it must be coming from a place of our power, our worth, our value being internal. Because if it's external in the external partner, friend, family member, then the boundaries will be very difficult to uphold. Number two here, how strong is your mindfulness muscle? How strong is your mindfulness muscle? When we're looking to set healthy boundaries, the indicator, our measure of whether the boundary is working, whether we need to set it or not, the indicator, the best indicator we will always have to be able to determine what choice we need to make is our mindfulness, is our awareness, not just externally with what is happening with that person, that romantic partner, that friend, that family member, but most importantly, internally, i.e., how is this romantic partner how are they making me feel? How is this romantic partner triggering me? How is this family member that I'm looking to set boundaries with? What emotions are coming up when I am around them? You can only learn to become specific and adept at working out and answering all these questions through your ability to be mindful. For the degree in which we are not mindful is also the degree in which we are unconscious to what is happening in our relationships. I'm going to say that again. The degree in which we are not mindful is the same degree in which we are unconscious in our relationships. And, if, and this is no judgment. I, again, this is me here. I often find myself questioning, testing, becoming aware of these elements. If we are unable to become mindful, then we will continue to live unconsciously in our relationships and fall into blame, shame, the victim, i.e. that person, that lover, that friend, that family member, they are doing this to me. And I have no, going back to the first point, I have no power. I have no choice in this situation in which to set boundaries. So it's important, just to summarize this point here, to build our mindfulness muscle through meditation, through breath work, through getting out into nature, through detaching from technology, from outside people, places, and things. So your inner mindfulness muscle can grow strong. So you can become aware in your relationships, whether a boundary is necessary or not. 
so important. Just reading some of the comments, Darlene, you're saying, my locus of power is love. I love that. <laughs> it's the same. That's my locus of power too. My locus of power is love. Okay, next up here. Tip number three for setting healthy boundaries in your relationships. And if it wasn't obvious, uh, these these practices, these tools, and this is why you want to listen to the end, these practices and tools with setting healthy boundaries, they're sequential. So I would do these in order. I would ask these in order. Right? These will These will help you create these boundaries in a very sequential way. So next up here, and again, if you're watching on live on LinkedIn, on Facebook, if you have questions with these elements as they pop up, please add them in as we go. I'd love to add in your feedback. Okay, next up here is number three for setting healthy boundaries. What are your core values? What are your core values? So to say this another way, your core values are what are the things that you stand for? What are the parameters? What are the attributes, the characteristics that make you, you? And these are not fixed, right? These things shift throughout our lives. But currently, if you're looking to set healthy boundaries in your life, you need to know what you stand for. When it comes to boundaries, there are a lot of yeses that we need to say to, and that we need to stand in. There's a lot of no's that we need to stand in. And we can't say yes if we haven't defined our no. And we can't say no if we haven't defined our yes. And how we define these yeses and no's is by working out what our what are our core values. So, for example, in my world, some of my core values are authentic communication, sensitive emotional expression, spiritual connection, heart expansion, safe stability. Right? Those are some of my core values that when I set healthy boundaries in my relationships, I'm viewing the boundaries that I set from these fundamental metrics that I deem important to me in my relationships. So what are your core values? What are the things that you stand for? Because if you're not asking these questions and most importantly, answering these questions, then you're not going to know where to set your boundaries around. Right? This is so important. Because again, going back to our first parameter, the locus of power, we spend so much of our lives, and I'm right here with you, we spend so much of our lives looking externally for our answers for the teacher, for the doctor, for the professional, for the boss, for the government to tell us what to do. Where in reality, our deepest truth in terms of what we should be doing, what we stand for, it's all within us. But we have to be open to asking the question. We have to be willing to receive what it is for us. Core values. Next up, number four here. With setting healthy boundaries in your beautiful relationships. And these, a lot of these are questions, right? Because I ask, I encourage you to answer these questions as you go or as you apply these. So number four is, what type of relationship are you in? So this relationship that you're setting your healthy boundaries with, and this specific question connects to a romantic relationship, so your intimate partner, what type of relationship is it? And when I say what type, I'm going to give you a beautiful resource here to look into, a book called Spiritual Partnerships by Gary Zukov. 
Spiritual Partnerships by Gary Zukov. And in this book, and this is what I am referencing here, he speaks about the difference between what a spiritual partnership or romantic partnership is versus a, a traditional 3D physical partnership. And this is not a one is better than the other. This is just a distinction. Many of us, myself included, have had relationships that were there to meet physical needs, right? To feel safe within, to build a home, to create a family, to meet these beautiful physical needs. But then as one starts to develop and expand and awaken, one starts to seek romantic partnerships that are more spiritual in nature, i.e. two people coming together to not just awaken together, but co-create spiritually together, co-create a business, co-create change in the world, co-create, you get the idea, create something, not just a baby, but a, a something that adds to the spiritual evolution of the world. So the tip here with setting boundaries and why this connects is asking yourself what kind of relationship, one, are you in currently? And two, what do you want? Do you wish to have that 3D physical-based relationship? Or do you wish to cultivate that spiritual partnership? Based off how you answer that question, this will help you set boundaries, right? This, this would be another core value that you have. If your core value is to co-create in a spiritual partnership, then the boundaries that you set will be connected to creating that partnership, right? I.e., I, I do not need to go to this event because it does not allow me to connect spiritually in the way that I'm looking for in my in a romantic partnership. Right? That's just a very specific example. So you would create a boundary around that. And it's important to speak here around all types of boundaries. Setting a boundary does not make you wrong. Setting a boundary does not say to the person or group of people that you're saying no to does not mean you do not love them, does not mean you do not respect them, does not mean you do not want to connect to them. But what it does mean is that you're putting yourself first. You're putting your love first. You're putting your beautiful awakening expression, connection to self first. And that will always be okay. So it's important to deeply hold this in your heart as you set these, not just these asking this question around what type of relationship, but these boundaries stepping forward. Okay. Next up here, number six, for setting healthy boundaries in your relationships. What is your relationship with anger? What is your relationship with anger? One of the most destructive elements that I've seen in my own boundaries within relationships and people that I've worked with is an unhealthy relationship within the relationship with anger. Specifically, repressed anger or anger that's taken out as rage on an external person, place, or thing. This is the quickest way, one of the quickest ways for you for any type of boundary to start to degrade. So we can ask ourselves the question, what is my relationship with anger and how can I bring it into a healthy balance? So let's talk about this. Let's talk about anger. If you joined 
I, at the time of this recording, I hosted a masterclass on the weekend and I talked about the difference between unhealthy anger and healthy anger. And energetically, just a little bit of education here for everyone, energetically anger is created in our solar plexus region, in our place of personal power. If we understand that, we can go a bit deeper and, and put the dots together and ask, why is that so? Why do I create anger in the same place I have my power, my confidence, my self-expression? It's because anger in a healthy dynamic helps us put a line in the sand and say, I matter. Puts us help, puts us, puts a line in the sand to say that my values, my voice, my expression deserves to be heard. Just based off everything we've talked about in this podcast, so you can see the value of this in regards to your values, in regards to your power, in regards to creating a relationship that you want. So the key here with anger and your boundaries is not repressing anger, is not taking anger out on that person that you're setting boundaries with, i.e. in rage, but using anger to stand in your truth to speak the thing that needs to be spoken. Using anger to stand in your truth to speak the thing that needs to be spoken. One of the best ways to do this, two, two tips I'm going to give here with anger, is whenever you feel anger coming up, before you express it, you mix it through the heart. I do a visualization where you see the anger moving from your stomach up into your heart, and you see the anger mixed with love, and then you express it through your words. Second tip around anger, healthy anger in your boundaries, is using I statements. So when you feel anger moving through you and you go to express, you go to speak the thing, instead of blaming and projecting and saying, you did this, you make me feel, you did this wrong, you speak about you. I feel this way. I want to do this. I wish to take this action. So the anger is you putting that lie in the sand. And this is a very powerful way for us to set boundaries. We use the energy, the confidence, the power of anger to stand strong in what matters to us and not being fearful of it, not being worried that we will lose the person. Because again, if you go back to our first tip, your power is in you. You're not codependent. You love this person, you want them to be in your life, and you stand strong in what is important to you. A big distinction. All right, let's keep it going. Just want to read some of the comments in the beautiful Facebook chat. Darlene, you're saying some of your values, your core values, as we spoke about before, integrity, safety deep communication, freedom to be me, and surrender. I love it. And you, you're also commenting, I love this visualization of heart, using the heart with anger. Yeah, the, we mix anger through the heart energetically. We're soothing. We're soothing any trauma we have around anger because most of us, I'll just share my journey here. As a little boy, I had a lot of fear of expressing anger because I saw it as rage. I saw it as it caused fear, it caused separation. So I didn't express anger for a very long time. But after using this technique, mixing it with love, realizing that anger can be used to speak the thing, especially with boundaries, it helped me heal and release that trauma. Okay, next up here, number seven. Seven the seventh tip, tool, practice, understanding around setting healthy boundaries in your relationships. And this is a big one. And this actually, Darlene, you just mentioned this actually in regards to your values. Number seven, it's setting healthy boundaries is what is the level of safety for vulnerability 
in the relationship, in the relationship that you're looking to set a boundary with? What is the level of safety for vulnerability in the relationship that you're looking to set a boundary with? So another important mindset question to ask yourself in regards to setting a healthy boundary. Do you feel safe to be vulnerable with this person? With the lover, with the friend, with the family member? Because if you do not feel safe, and I want to speak a little bit about this because there's a lot to this, but we'll start with this. If you do not feel safe to be vulnerable, to open your heart around what is important to you, to set a boundary, then nothing will be able to happen. And this doesn't mean the relationship needs to end. This doesn't mean the person is bad. It just means something needs to change. The safety needs to be there first. Because if there's no safety in the relationship to be vulnerable, then you will not be able to get to the root of the problem. Right? Because why are we setting a boundary in the first place? It's not just to stand strong in our power. It's not just to stand strong in our values. It's usually because something is happening in the relationship. Something needs to be looked at. Something needs to become, needs to, we need to add extra mindfulness to. And if we want to get to the root of that challenge in the relationship, vulnerability, emotionality, sensitivity needs to be there. If we cannot be vulnerable, if we cannot be sensitive, if we cannot be emotional, we will always be surface level. But we'll always be staying at the surface. I just, I want this to sink in. The key to any challenge is being able to move through it, is being able to feel through it, is being able to sense and allow ourselves to be emotional to express the thing that needs to be expressed. So if there's no safety to do that in the relationship, that needs to be ticked first. And this could look like many different things. Right? This could mean in a romantic context, right? maybe you need to go see a professional to create that space for you. Right? If you're in a friendship group and you're looking to be vulnerable, this may mean needing to communicate this to communicate this need that a safe container needs to be set first. Many ways to do it. But if we're not ticking that box first, then the root of the challenge will not reveal itself. And I'll just share a bit of my own experience with this. It hasn't been until I have given myself permission to be sensitive, to be vulnerable, to be emotional in my many different kinds of relationships? Have I been able to create values, create values, to create boundaries, and to create deeper understanding? Because right? again, if you've listened to my show before, I've spoken about my journey, how for a long time I suppressed my sensitivities, my emotionality, my sensitivity. And my relationships paid because of that. My relationships only ever stayed superficial, let alone being able to set healthy boundaries. So this is one of your superpowers. Your sensitivity superpower, one of its outlets, is being able to set boundaries and get to the root of your current challenge. Darlene, you're saying, Harrison, I absolutely love this. I was in a relationship where I wasn't able to be vulnerable because of the other's anger and there being no safety. You nailed it. It's so important to me now. Yeah. Happy it resonates, Darlene. And it's important for everyone. And I'll just say one more thing and then we'll move on to our next one. It's no judgment 
there's no there's no judgment on the other person not being able to create that safety for us or the other person the the dynamic that we're in not being we not feeling safe enough to be able to set that safety there's no judgment on that it's just an indicator of okay there is a need that needs to be met that's not being met in this dynamic so what can i as the person that is wanting to set boundaries what must i do now now that i see this need that cannot be met by this person or group of people how can i take my agency back and and create an environment where this is available to me this is coming back to this is why i said the first step with boundaries is bringing your locus of power within because if your locus of power is within within this situation then you have the power to change it you have the power to do something different to meet the need all right next up number 8 i got three more here number 8 for setting healthy boundaries in your relationships and understanding a teaching here for you to implement and just a reset for people popping in and uh joining us live i hope this is bringing you value today if it is again please leave your comments as we flow if you're listening to this on the podcast and it's really hitting your heart please uh, share this out with someone that you think it can help and support i feel we all need deeper understandings around healthy boundaries okay so number 8 here is learning the difference within your relationships learning the difference between what is a boundary and what is a wall what is a boundary and what is a wall okay i want to make a distinction here between these two pieces a boundary i would define as a parameter that we set that is permeable meaning that i set a boundary and i'm going to step back from you in this relationship but it i adjust its permeability right the image that i always get is our cells the cells within our body cells within our body aren't cut off from the external pieces of the body they have a permeable membrane they decide by the consciousness that exists inside of them what to let in and what to not so a boundary a healthy boundary is permeable right it doesn't it's not fixed right you say no you say yes you decide based off your current needs what to let in and what to not that's a boundary a wall as you can imagine is more fixed right it's more in case of deeper challenges that need to be overcome for example if you're experiencing some kind of abuse in your relationships some kind of physical sexual verbal any kind of abuse then we don't want a permeable boundary we want a wall so we can be safe so we can step back so we can get help etc so the teaching here is being able to ask the question what kind do you need is this just a argument with your lover that you need to step back from so you set a permeable boundary for some time that you're open to shifting and changing to come back to to heal or is this something more serious is this something that you need to protect yourself from and you need to set a wall between this person and you need to put a deeper line in the sand to protect your wellness this is not a again this is not a or conversation this is an and conversation which do you need based off the current situation that you're in and feeling the confidence to put one or the other because remember you are the most powerful person in your reality and if something in your relationship is not allowing you to flourish then your boundaries are one of the tools that you can implement 
to remember where your power lies, to remember where your potential lies. Right. Gabrielle, you're saying, talking about anger, anger is rage and it often can scare people. Yeah. We're speaking about anger a second ago. And, you know, when we're looking to find that healthy anger in our relationships, one of the ways, and this actually connects to these walls and boundaries. I've noticed in the past when I have not set a healthy boundary or have not set up, put a wall down for something more serious. Rage is often the symptom of that, right? Anger comes up because what, what is anger? As we've talked about, anger helps you put a line in the sand, helps you set a boundary. It comes up, but because I haven't been listening to myself for who knows how long, it bottles up, it builds up. And because it moves through us so intensely, it turns into rage. So we can actually see rage as a symptom, as a sign that we need to set healthy boundaries, that we need to put boundaries in that maybe we haven't been putting in prior. That's a big realization in itself. Okay, two more here. Last two. And I hope you've been seeing that these, as I said at the start, these steps are sequential. So if you've followed all of these up to this point, then your boundaries are pretty healthy. <laughs> your boundaries are pretty powerful in your relationships. So the last two, and they kind of go together. So once we've set up the healthy boundaries, once we've understood where our, our power is, once we've become mindful, once we've understood our core values, once we have connected into our anger, healthy anger, And it's actually, actually, I'm going to throw one more in before I get to this. I'm going to get a little bonus one here because I'm just, this one's coming through in this moment. I want to share it. With, with all these parameters and these boundaries set up, a question that we can ask ourselves is what is our relationship with our voice? What is our relationship with our voice? as I spoke about with anger a second ago. Anger is usually going to allow us to speak something. But if we have, as an example, grown up as a child, where we, where we were told our voice doesn't matter, maybe you were a boy and you were told that your emotions and your sensitivities that you express through your voice don't matter. Maybe you're a, a little girl and you were told that girls shouldn't speak, girls shouldn't express themselves, girls shouldn't be too emotional, whatever the limiting belief is, then most likely you have a story around expressing your voice in general. So a little bonus understanding here around setting healthy boundaries is getting really honest around what are the current stories that are inhibiting your voice in general. What story are you telling yourself that is limiting your ability to express your voice, to speak your truth, not just as with our values and anger, as we've talked about today, but just in general? What in a child wound here is stopping your beautiful voice from being heard? Because I'll make this very clear for everyone to realize and hear, we all deserve to be heard. We all deserve to express. We all deserve to speak magic through our words. So if there is some story that you are playing that stops that, I would encourage you to test it and ask yourself, is this actually true? Is it actually true that in my case, right, boys shouldn't express themselves sensitively, emotionally? Is it actually true that I'm quote unquote too much when I use my words, when I use my voice, is it actually true that I should be seen, not heard? Because depending on how you answer that question, those many questions, your boundaries will be impacted by them. As you can imagine. 
Okay. Now let's keep going. That was a little bonus one that was coming through and I wanted to express it. Had a feeling it would resonate. Welcome, Rebecca. Welcome, lovely Sharon to the Facebook chat. Rebecca, you're sharing. Yes, I grew up being told the story that angry girls aren't loved. Took me a long time to work through and rewrite that one. Yes. Big one. Big one, Rebecca. Right, And I'm right there with you. I, I was told, I, was, I held the story that through my words and my anger, if I expressed it too much, it would harm people. It would push people away. It would make me unlovable. So similar flair, right? And it's up to us to test these stories. Only we can move through, move through these stories, release them, let them go. No one else can do that for us. And as often, what a lot of these boundaries can help us do. Okay, two more here. Now I'll get back to the list. Two more here. The last two, as I said earlier, they connect together. And so once we have set up these boundaries, once we've done all these aspects that I've spoken about, what we can understand is that if I have set up a healthy boundary in my, let's use the example of a romantic partnership, if I've set up a healthy boundary, that it does not mean I am alone, right? Because this is an illusion that I held for a long time, that if I set a boundary with my romantic partner, I'm by myself in dealing with my shit. I'm by myself in dealing with the thing that I'm setting a boundary around. And this could not be further from the truth in two ways. Firstly, you are not alone within the boundary that you set on the 3D level, i.e. with your other friends, your family members, right? People that you can reach out to. And I encourage you to do this, right? So let's say, let's get super specific here, right? Let's say that you've set a boundary with your romantic partner because there is some, there is some verbal abuse going on. In that moment, when you set the boundary to protect yourself, this is where we can reach out to friends. This is where we can reach out to family. This is where we can reach out to other people in our network, not to blame, not to play the victim card, but to get them, ask them, request from them to hold healthy space for us, to hold space as a sounding board for us to express the thing that needs to be expressed, to release the thing that needs to be released, to feel the thing that needs to be felt. Right, so it's important to understand that you're not alone, that you don't have to do it alone. And I would say it's a part of the healing that the boundary, why the boundary is set, it's a part of the healing of the thing to actually be held by another person to be in a safe container with another person. Right? I, was, I often explain this from the angle of, yes, we are powerful spiritual beings that have all the answers. And we are also beautiful human animals that have evolved for thousands of years in tribes that heal and grow together, grow in communion grow in community. So when you set a boundary, especially around something traumatic, reach out for support on the 3D level. So important. But that's not the end of the support. Because not only are you not alone on the 3D level with physical humans and beings and people, but you're also not alone on the 5D level or above. What do I mean by this? We often forget, and I speak to all my beautiful spiritual listeners in the community and tuning into the podcast, we often forget that we are a multidimensional being of love and light. And put simply what that means is we have access to 
different parts of our multidimensional nature in times of need, in times of support, in times of emotionality, sensitivity, trauma, challenge, that we would be setting these boundaries around. So what are examples of this? Examples would be your higher self. Examples would be any guides that you work with, any angels that you work with, any ancestors that you call in. Connecting to, I often connect to the divine source inside of me, my divine presence, which I would describe as the deepest part of your connection to God, source, unity, whatever your name is for, your higher power. But the teaching here is when you set a boundary and you're moving through something around that boundary, call for the support, the 5D and up, the non-physical support that is always around you, waiting to love on you, waiting to guide you, waiting to hold you. I always share this image when I describe this support It's a meme that is on Instagram I often see. And it's this image of the earth with this zoomed out image of the earth and all these little captions of people saying, I feel so alone. I feel so isolated. I feel so lonely. And then as it zooms out, you see around the earth, this army of angels just waiting for, well, let me ask a question. What do you think they're waiting for? What they're waiting for is for you to open your heart, is for you to open your heart and receive, for you to open your heart and ask for the love that you deserve. But I'll go off on a little tangent here, but it's all connected, I promise. We often don't ask for the non-physical support, i.e. angels, higher self, God, presence. We often don't ask because we have old, ancient, religious programming that we are not worthy to ask for that support. We have old programming around, I must first do a thing. I must sacrifice myself. I must tick a box before I get to that place where I can even ask. And I'm here today to lovingly break that illusion for you. You never needed to do any of that. Right, Going back to the first point, your locus of power, your locus of worthiness, your locus of value was not only always inside of you, but it was always innate. You are always worthy. You are always valuable. You are always loved. But it is up to ask, up to ask, up to us to ask and open to. It's a hard sentence to say, but it's true. It's up to us to open to it to request it, to bring it in. And only we can do that. That's my last little point with your boundaries. Remembering that you're not alone on the 3D or 5D level. And it's okay to bring in that guidance when those boundaries are set so you can move through the thing that needs to be moved through. So beautiful beings, what tip, what guidance, what piece of understanding today really hit your heart around boundaries i'd love to know please uh if you're watching live put it in the comments if you're listening to the podcast share it with me share it with a lover and let me know which one really resonated the most as with all as always with these solo sodes please do not just listen and feel the feelings with all of these beautiful downloads today please take inspired action right what tip here today can you implement in your relationships right because your world will change when you step into it and you step into it by taking inspired action so don't just believe me see it as proof in your own world again if this opened you up today please share this with a lover a friend a family member that you think it helps and it will support but regardless until next time here on the show I send you love, I send you light, and we'll talk again very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. 
You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify Star Feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. The Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast. Electric Cast.